Good morning, Shabbat Shalom. So my name is Nadia, and uh, I'm a member here at Kingdom Living, and I have the privilege of giving you a drash this morning. It's a, a mini little teaching. So, um, yeah, help me, Lord. <laughs> Amen. So the title for my drash today is Grumbling or Praise You Choose. Grumbling or Praise You Choose. So as I read the scripture portions for this week, I felt really the heaviness and the weight of it. And some scriptures are just like that. You can see the contrast between God's holiness and the beauty of God's holiness and obedience to him, but also the wickedness of sin and rebellion and grumbling against God and others. Korah was among the people of Israel who saw God's miraculous works for the people of Israel. He was part of the Levites that were chosen to work in the tabernacle and serve the Lord. Yet he was not happy or content with that. So he planned with other men to rebel against God's order and, and, and God's anointed ones, Aaron and Moses. And Moses mentioned that he also went, wanted priesthood like Aaron. The Bible talks about rebellion being as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. We see from the story of Korah how grumbling and rebellion is a deadly poison that cuts us off from the Lord and his ultimate purpose and destiny for our lives. Grumbling makes us forget who we are, who God is, where we have come from, and where we are headed with the Lord. Grumbling and rebellion makes us blind, not able to see the Lord, his presence, his work, and therefore we totally lose his perspective on things and people and circumstances and it gets replaced with false demonic narrative about people and circumstances. Samuel exhorted the people of Israel to listen to the voice of God so that it might go well for them. Yeshua in John 10 talked about his sheep hearing his voice, which is listening to obey and follow him and not obeying the voice of a stranger. It is his heart for us to grow in hearing, in being familiar with his voice, to easily discern his voice and follow him instead of someone else. Korah and his company unfortunately failed to hear the voice of God through Moses and Aaron, and they failed to obey and that led to the judgment. The people of Israel the next day failed to heed the warning that God gave them through what happened to Korah and his company and that led to a plague. The Pharisees in the New Testament portion who failed to hear Yeshua's words, believe his works and his position as son of God, missed the most important gift given to them and remained in their guilt because they believed they were seeing when they were not. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 gives us a beautiful summary of numbers and he exhorts us that the things that happen to the people of Israel are examples and instructions for us today not to desire evil as they did and he lists some of the things they fell into and one of them was grumbling verse 10 commands us not to grumble as some did who were destroyed by the destroyer in philippians 2 paul exhorts us not to paul exhorts us to do things without grumbling so we might shine as god's children grumbling dims our light and gives place to darkness and James encourages us not to grumble against each other so we might not be judged. 
So who are we grumbling against? We are grumbling against God when we grumble against leaders in the church, in the workplace, in the government, against our parents, our husbands, our wives, our children, or against each other. How do we deal with our desires and cravings, hardships in relationships and in our personal lives? Do we do it with a heart of honor and compassion or with arrogance and grumbling? Do we remain relational and connected with the Lord and others, or do we just grumble and complain? The Lord loves us, and he wants us to pour our complaint and trouble before him, to lament with him, and share our deepest pains and sorrows with him. He is with us, and he longs to help us overcome grumbling by considering him, his works, and giving thanks. This week, as I was thinking and praying about all this, Daniel came to my mind so many times. He was taken away from his hometown. Jerusalem was taken captive and was destroyed. Daniel found himself in a foreign land under a pagan kingdom, yet he still considered God as his king. He did not grumble, but gave thanks and prayed to God, even in the midst of persecution and hardships. He honored the kings that he served and did it as unto the Lord. He chose not to contaminate or defile himself. We need to choose, like Daniel, to be, to be like him, not to defile or contaminate ourselves with grumbling or rebellion or complaining, but to put it to death by the Spirit of God and give it no place in our lives. I want to end this Dorash with a quote, um, a quote I fell in love with from Dallas Willard. He took it from William's last book, Serious Call to the Devout and Holy Life. So the quote says, if therefore you live in murmurings and complaints, accusing all the accidents of life, it is not because you are a weak and firm creature. It's because you lack the first principle of religion, right belief in God. For as thankfulness is expressed acknowledgement of the goodness of God toward you, so repinings and complaints are as plain accusations of God's want of goodness toward you. On the other hand, would you know who is the greatest saint in the world? It is not who prays or fasts most. It is not who gives most alms or, most, or is most eminent of temperance, chastity, or justice, but it is who is always thankful to God who wills everything God wills, who receives everything as instance of God's goodness and has a heart always ready to praise God for it all. Prayer and devotions, fasting and repentance, sacrament and ordinances are but so many means to render the soul thus divine and comfortable to the will of God and to fill it with thankfulness and praise for everything that comes from God. Shabbat. Thank you, Media. Thank you, Lord.